0: Ever since he entered the league, Justin Herbert has been chasing Patrick Mahomes, but in any given season, I don't think it's impossible that he could not only have a better year than him, but possibly even win the MVP. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined, as always, by my co-host, David Droegemeier. We've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day thank you guys as always for making us your first listen and to make sure you never miss the show make sure you're subscribing or following for free on youtube and listening wherever you get your podcast david it is fan mail friday and we have a great question and that is what is it going to take for justin herbert to catch up to patrick mahomes and the kansas city chiefs and get him an mvp award and we'll talk about what the situation would have to be for that to happen because obviously patrick mahomes already has first of all is one of the best quarterbacks ever if not the best just talent wise also has andy Reid, a hall of fame tight end And much more. So we'll talk about that, but we also have much more to get into as well, including if the Chargers are going to be done in free agency this season after the first initial wave of moves that we've seen, why it would be so beneficial for them to go and get John Johnson, and also what they could potentially get if they do decide to trade back in the 2023 NFL Draft. But it starts with a voicemail, David, on Fan Mail Friday from one of our favorites. We have a tier calling in, and he has a very important question.
1: Dan, David, how are you? This is here. My question is very simple. What is it going to take for Herbert to win the MVP and overtake Patrick Mahomes to win the AFC West, possibly go to Super Bowl? Let me hear your thoughts, please, especially from Mr.
0: David York. Thank you. Well, David, she really wants to know, What do you think it would take for Justin Herbert to do it? Because I don't think it's out of the question that Justin Herbert could have a better season than Patrick Mahomes one of these years and steal an MVP award.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's outlandish at all. But I do think there is a myriad of different things that need to go right in order for Justin Herbert to win an MVP award. And it starts with health for himself. You got to be healthy. You got to have a 100% version of himself, a healthy offensive line, healthy skill position players not only on offense but on defense as well you need your defensive players to be there and available to give you your best also you have to get a field stretching speed threat you just cannot get the best and the most out of justin herbert without somebody to be able to stretch the field and to be able to allow him to use that big arm the way we know he is capable of kellen moore has to get the most out of justin herbert you have to unlock him you really have to allow him to attack down the field Also, you need to include Justin Herbert's running ability. It's something that has not been able to be tapped into. He is very, very good at it. It's a very underrated part of his game. All of those things need to go right for Justin Herbert. And I do believe if that happens, he very, very well could earn himself an MVP award.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, we saw what he could do in 2021. In 2021, you saw him put up a very Similar statistical season to Patrick Mahomes, right? Aaron Rodgers ends up winning it, and that's the other thing, too, is Justin Herbert's not just competing against Patrick Mahomes. He also has to compete against Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers on the Jets or whoever, Lamar Jackson. I mean, there's a bunch of names you could throw in there because Patrick Mahomes has only won two out of the last five, right? Yeah. So it's not just the Patrick Mahomes part of it, but I think – in order to catch Patrick Mahomes, the biggest thing is, is you're going to have to have the better team around you, right? And, yeah. like, also have the better record to win an MVP. Because if you look at what they each did in 2021, Herbert had 5, 000, over 5,000 yards. Patrick Mahomes, 48-39. Herbert had more passing touchdowns, more total touchdowns, two more interceptions, and he averaged... 7.5 yards per attempt, and Patrick Mahomes averaged 7.4 yards per attempt. So it also kind of take a down season for Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes is probably the best quarterback I've ever seen, most talented quarterback I've ever seen. It's hard, yeah. though, because he also has a leg up having, you know, Travis Kelsey, having yeah. Andy Reid as his play caller. As long as Andy Reid's around, he's always going to have that over Justin Herbert, right? As long as Brian Staley is a coach, it's hard for me to imagine even if Brian Staley wasn't the coach that you're going to go find a better offensive mind than that because Andy Reid is one of the best we've ever seen. That specific tandem is insane. Yeah. But it's not out of the question that he could have a down season by his standards, which is still elite, obviously, right? And Herbert could have a season like he did in 2021 and potentially even better, right? Yeah. Because that was what Joe Lombardi and I truly think that Kellen Moore is a better offensive mind than Joe Lombardi is, but that is what it's going to have to take. It takes, it's going to take Kellen Moore working and being great and getting more out of him. Because as of right now, there's no other reasons currently on the roster, David, to feel better about it because they haven't gotten better offensively as a team during free agency, right? They're rolling a lot right. of the same guys back. Health is going to be huge, but I think as far Even though Justin Herbert has to be better, obviously, than he was last season, and he has to be as good as we've ever seen him, right, to try to catch up to the best quarterback in the league, obviously. But if he has that better team, and he's the best player on a really, really good team, the team that wins the AFC West, I mean, that would be a a Super Bowl type of team. It would, you know, if they could take, overtake Kansas City in the West and Justin Herbert has a better statistical season than Patrick Mahomes, they definitely could go win a Super Bowl.
1: Well, it's just not the MVP award because I mean, most often it's not just the most valuable player in the league. And again, that's kind of up for interpretation. It's the most, sure. most valuable player in the league on one of the best teams in the league. I mean, just cause that winning el- winning element is factored heavily into that yeah. equation. We see it year after year after year, but yeah, I don't think there is any question about the fact that there is a ton of untapped potential with Justin Herbert, and I think we're all just very excited to see who is going to be the person or the team that is going to unlock that for Justin Herbert.
0: And I think the other thing too is, what, what, what team? What team, team of is gonna, coaches? Oh, yeah, okay, team, team of
1: coaches. Of- te- yeah, that, that's what I mean <laughs> to be very. It better be the Clear. Uh, yeah, anyway, sorry, it yeah. shook
0: me for a second. No, but. Uh, I think the other thing too that's underrated, he's a really good organization around him, right? An organization that has proven they can win a build, uh, you know, build a winning team around him, build a championship roster around him. And the Chargers have big question marks in those departments, right? So that's That's another thing he has on his side. I, I don't think Justin Herbert's going to catch Patrick Mahomes as far as just, hey, people are going to say he's consistently better than Patrick Mahomes yeah he has the tools to get to that level he has the tools to get in the same tier as patrick mahomes even if he's not quite there right which is still like legendary hall of fame level player if you get to that level right he has that potential nobody is going to give him that credit though unless he can win and the chargers aren't going to win consistently enough and be in the playoffs consistently enough and unless they not only you know get herbert you know all the weapons that really utilize his skill set like they always say they will right but it doesn't necessarily always happen like that but also just be able to build the team around him and i do think you know for him to get to that tier you're right i think it has to be as a rushing threat as well i think you'd have to see a lot more of that but another question that has to do with that edgar s is asking given the contract talks with herbert do you prefer a five-year deal or something like a 10-year extension do we think he has peaked already or was current play be what we expect to see moving forward no I don't think he's peaked I think even last year in a down statistical season I thought I saw him do some things better than I've ever seen from him yeah but for me David I've seen enough sign him to 20 years if you can I mean yeah I don't care
1: right well i mean hey i think we see what we've seen a lot lately in professional sports especially for example in baseball you see right. these really really long contracts 10 11 12 13 14 years which is fantastic for the team because there is a good strong likelihood that that player is going to outperform that contract and you're going to be able to, especially in football terms you can manipulate that contract Because of the cap, you know, it gives you a lot of flexibility in that sense. And that's why for the player, they're not going to want to do that because they want to sign a shorter term contract to allow themselves to re-dip and get another big contract. So you sign a a large contract that kind of restricts your earning potential. If you sign, you know, a five or six year deal, especially in the case of Justin Herbert, there's a strong chance that he can sign another big deal. So that's going to be the negotiations that are going to have to take place here in order to get this contract done.
0: And five years is a really long deal in the NFL, sure. right? Like that is a long term extension. There's almost no I don't think there is a position other than the quarterback that would even be considered over a five year deal. And the ten year deal like you've seen with Patrick Mahomes is very, very rare. You don't see yeah. it often. Well, but it's look a how of good a kind. that look at <laughs> look how good that contract looks already. Look at yeah, how many dudes exactly. are already making more than Patrick Mahomes, who I just told you is the best quarterback in the league, right? And one yep. of the best I've ever seen. Like yeah. Signing him longer is better for the team. Definitely. If he continues to play that way. In baseball, it's a little different because you're hoping you get seven great years out of a 10 year Mm -hmm. contract, right? And that's considered a success. But you also feel like, hey, by the time we get to year seven, year eight, the salary cap's gone up. The TV contracts have gone up and believed that. And guys are going to be making money that really dwarfs it because guys are just going to continue to reset the market at that position. And as the salary cap keeps going up, The percentage of what the quarterbacks makes is going to stay similar, but it's going to be much bigger numbers AAV-wise on a yearly basis. So to me, if you could sign him for a 10-year deal, I would do it right now, but I'm sold on him. It just depends how you feel about Justin Herbert. I don't need to see any more. The dude is for real. The Chargers can't figure that out. That's kind of on them, at least in my opinion, right? But Which it seems like they ahead. know it,
1: you know, just based off of what they say and their comments. They're like, hey, we don't need to know yeah. or see anything else about sure. Justin Herbert. We know he is going to be in the building. He's going to be our guy for a long time.
0: Zero percent chance that Justin Herbert is not on the Chargers. At least, you know, the next seven years I, I would put it at a hundred hundred yep. percent yep. hundred and thousand percent but we do have more fame mail questions to get into including why everyone keeps talking about bringing in john johnson and what the Chargers could potentially get if they decide to trade back from 21 but i do need to tell you guys that the built march madness bracket is here and it's still going right now guys as we enter the final weekend of the tournament we know you guys have a favorite bar or puff and right now it's your time to make it count go to marchmadness.com to vote for your favorites you know i'll be voting for the peanut butter brownie it's a classic but you guys can support your favorite team and your favorite bar and there's so many great flavors to choose from it's like hey if you go double chocolate i get it if you go salted caramel i get it if you go cookies and cream I understand you might be wrong, but there's really no wrong answer with built bar because they are the best protein bar out there. And really they are the only Cinderella story that you need because you shouldn't be able to get something that tastes this good while you're on a diet. But right now, guys, when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will also be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky lockdown listeners will get a free box of built bars. Not only that, one lockdown fan will get a 12 month subscription to built to have the Built's best bars delivered right to your door for a year. It's probably worth like a million dollars. Now run to Built ma- BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote for the rest of March to make sure you guys go support your pick. A couple days left, one day left really as you're hearing this, so go get it done. All right, David. Well, we do have more fan mail questions to get in here. Thank you to a tier, but we do have another voicemail here from Weston that I want to get into, including why the Chargers and everyone seems so interested in safety. John Johnson. Hey, guys. Weston from Minnesota Uh, I just have two really quick questions for you guys Um, could you tell me a little bit about what Don Johnson is like and what he's specifically good at and why we want him so bad and why we haven't signed him yet and uh, another quick question if we were to trade out of the first round I know there's been talk about it what do you think we could get for compensation thanks guys love the show bolt up all right David let's start with the trading back part of this because yeah it it depends, kind of, what metrics you're going off. For this, I looked at the Jimmy Johnson trade chart, which gives every pick in the draft a point value, so that way you can kind of see, hey, what a fourth round pick is compared to a first round pick. Yeah. But the biggest thing is, David, is it, it depends how far you want to go down, right? Because like, if right. you go down a couple spots, it's not going to be much. If you want to drop back into the second round, now you're you're talking about a much better pick. You know, a day two pick probably.
1: Right, which I mean according to his question he he said hey if if the Chargers trade out of the first round. So I kind of went the first yeah, couple of picks, sure. you know, first, you know, four picks in the second round. If you trade back to that level according to the trade chart, you should expect to pick up that second round pick right there where you're trading back to and an extra third round pick. So that means you would have two second round picks and two third round picks. Obviously, there is a bunch of different interchangeable parts, but that's usually, you know, the top value. It's not going to be exact usually. Right. It's not going to be exact. Obviously, there's, you know, a bunch of different um, ways that they can get this done. But I think at optimal value, uh, optimal value, you're probably looking to get an, uh, that second and an extra third. So another, you know, day day two pick.
0: Right. So when I looked at it, everything has a point value. So the Chargers' point value with their first round pick is 800 points. Yeah. Right. So the next closest one. So like, you know, the Ravens aren't going to trade up by one spot, obviously. So right. if they go back to 23, where the Vikings are at, right, that would gain you approximately a late fourth round pick. If you were to trade to 32, which is really the first pick of the second round because the Dolphins don't have a first round pick, you would get roughly a third round pick. But that's Jacksonville. So if Jacksonville. A late third. Yeah. Right. So if Jacksonville was to swap with the Chargers at 21, the Chargers were to move into the second round. Yeah. What they would get for that is like the Steelers' third round pick, right? Like that's what the equivalent would be points wise. It would be like the Steelers, like the 80th, 76 to 80th overall pick. But yeah. you can't get the Steelers pick, right? So right. it has to be somewhere around that, which is why it would be a later third-round pick because that's mm-hmm. what the Jaguars have. So it just depends on who you're doing with, what picks they have, and how they're going to make up that point difference. But yeah. unless you're trading out of the first round altogether, you're not getting anything probably better than a fourth-round pick. So you have to make a decent-sized drop into the second round, at least according to the chart. Obviously, things change, and people are the ones that actually make this decision, not a chart. Yeah. Let's get to the next question here from, or no, John Johnson. Uh, The second part of that question. I mean, I think, David, the quick answer is just he's a perfect fit in Brian Staley's defense, and you've already seen it work.
1: Yes, you have. You've seen it work. He's also played his best football in the Brandon Staley system. And I think the reason why you should be excited about the potential about the Chargers bringing him in is that he's very interchangeable with Derwin James. He's a guy that can play in the box. He can play in the slot. He can play back deep. All things that Derwin James can do. So you can really have fun with that safety, that safety, safety tandem, Mm -hmm. and you can really move them around. That's why you'd be excited about
0: bringing in John Johnson. And I think you could use Alohi Gilman more tactically and yeah. just as depth, too, which I think is probably, probably his best role. is, hey, if he got a full season and broke out as a starting safety, you know, like he had some really good games last season. Sure, yeah. Uh, and it's not impossible. He was great but in the Miami game. You're yeah. better if he's not your starter. If he, if yeah. he is your starter, you it doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to be good, but you'd be better if he's a guy that you can get out there in sub packages. Yeah. If you can use him and potentially John Johnson and Derwin James as like an edge rusher or something. Now you're opening more things up for yourself, right? Let's get to K-Man here who has a question. With only 21 days left of free agency, I think what he means is basically, before the draft, do you think that there are any chances that the Chargers will pick up another free agent at the same time? What Chargers free agents do you think will get picked up by other teams? So we were talking about John Johnson. I think, David, we will see some picks after the draft, but I think if there's any splash signing still left out there, it's probably John Johnson.
1: I agree. I I, I definitely agree. I think leading up to the draft here, that's probably the only big big ticket, big fish. And interest, um, right? Yeah, and you know we know that they have interest. Lindsay Theory of ESPN covers the Chargers. She said in one of her latest articles that the Chargers are still pursuing and engaging with John Johnson's team and his people. So they are trying to get that deal done. As why it hasn't happened, I mean, there's a, a bunch of different things. You might be sure. waiting, waiting <clears throat> it out, waiting to see if somebody, you know, after the draft, it becomes a bigger need or somebody gets hurt. There's a lot of different reasons why that could happen. But as far as players that could potentially leave, uh, you know, that were associated with the Chargers, I think two names kind of come to my mind. B- Bryce Callahan being one of them, just coming off of a, you know, resurgent type of year. And Kyle Noy, you know, because he had five sacks to end the season. And, and teams were always looking for a pass rush and a veteran sure. leadership. So I think both those guys coming off of, you know, really good seasons, I think they could potentially find work uh, other places.
0: Yeah, I can see that, too. I mean, both guys had really good seasons. Obviously, not great for them that they haven't been picked up at this point. Because both are on the wrong side of 30, especially Kyle Noy, right? He's been around a long time. So, like, I I think there's still a chance those dudes get signed after the draft as well. So, just because it doesn't happen before the draft doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I'd throw Matt Filer in there too, right? Because I think, you know, experienced offensive lineman, especially as a 30-year-old, a a really durable 30-year-old, Yeah. um, I I think there's a team that can and should see if they can, you know, get him to tap back into what we saw from him in 2021 when he was actually a really good, really, really really steady performer for the Chargers at left guard, right? So if I was another team and they were asking me, I'd say, hey, give Matt Filer a try because the dude – Maybe had some rough moments last year. I thought he picked it up a little bit towards the end of the season. But I think he still has some football left in him. And I, agree I mean with I that. think there are a lot of really bad offensive lines out there that could use at least the competition of Matt Filer in there. Without a doubt. I and mean, we saw Dan Feeney get a contract right away after yeah. he left the Chargers. No shade, Dan Feeney. I'm sorry. You had the best mullet, and I think that's what it was. It's like I wanted you to be good so bad because the mullet was just so sweet. <laughs> and it just didn't work out, you know? So I apologize for taking that shot out of left field. But – it's only because I wanted you to be great so bad. But I think, yeah, I mean, more than like, I wouldn't be surprised if John Johnson gets signed at this point, and I would love it. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if the Chargers try to address some of their offensive line issues potentially before the draft, you know, little deals, you know, maybe they try to bring back Will Clapp or something like that and sure. just plug a hole before, you know, maybe the the rest of that well is dry. But yeah. the market is such a snail's pace right now because of so many big moves already being made. Yeah, I don't think there's a rush for Tom Telesco at this point. With anyone other than potentially John Johnson. But I think by the, you know, the fact that John Johnson hasn't signed at this point is better and better for the Chargers because the team that's going to continue to make more and more sense for him, especially if he's not getting the numbers you want, yeah. is a guy where he knows he fits in the defense. Hey, come he rebuild build
1: that, your value with Brandon Staley. There's been several examples <laughs> yeah. as to why that is a good idea.
0: I mean, you would think so. Yeah, you know, Bryce Callahan's still out here. And <laughs> Kyle is still out there. Yeah. The Morgan Fox is only signing for, you know, three and a half million a season. Like all those dudes definitely played the best they have in a while under Brandt Staley. It just didn't turn into a contract for them, which seems kind of odd, honestly, to me, because all those dudes should have a role. And I'm sure potentially will have a role at some point, And with some team, we'll see if it ends up being the Chargers, because a lot of those guys still could make sense for the Chargers. I don't think, you know, Matt Filer wants to come be a backup to Jamari Sawyer. But Kyle Noy, Bryce Callahan, both of those slots are still pretty, pretty open for the Chargers. But we do have more fan mail questions to get into before we end up getting into how many wide receivers will the Chargers take in the upcoming draft. If it has to be an offensive player in round one, and after we let Sean Merriman steal a player from his old team, we will steal a player from his old team, and we're not going to go with the same answer as he picked. But before we get into that, I do need to tell you guys that the tournament is heating up, and this is the last weekend right now, and there's no place better to get in on the action America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel. Right now, guys, I don't really need to tell you this tournament has spoken for itself. The craziness, the madness, even if it's a sport you don't like as much your football, guys, we're talking about basketball, there's nothing that adds a little bit more action, especially if your team's not in the tournament anymore, than having some action on it, right? It just gives a little bit more juice. It just makes everything better. And right now, it's a great time to sign up for FanDuel. Because they are giving new customers a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 that's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win that means you actually can win even when you lose all you have to do is go to fanduel.com lockdown to sign up to claim your no sweat first bet today then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which teams will be cutting down the net I'm saying Aztecs all the way. I want an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to fanduel.com slash lockdown to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, David, we do have some more fan meal questions we have to get in here, too. And let's start with this one from Bolt Up Andrew. Another guy always asks really, really good questions. We appreciate you, Andrew. But he asks, with Jason Moore, Michael Bandy, and DeAndre Carter and Jason Moore not coming back and Jalen Guyton still a free agent. How many wide receivers do you think the Chargers take in the draft? It's a great question, David. What do you what do you think? What do you think the number is? The
1: number for me is two. I think they're gonna they're add they're gonna add two guys in this draft. I think one of them is gonna be hopefully that explosive speed threat that we desperately have been calling for and they definitely need. And I think another guy that could return punts and kicks because I just don't know if that player right now is on the team currently, and, and they definitely need to address that. I mean, DeAndre sure. Carter was a great punt returner for them last year. He is obviously gone. Now He signed with the Raiders, and so they're going to have to look uh, for somebody to replace that value. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with two wide receivers in the
0: draft. I'm going to take six. I'm going to say, I'm going to throw as many darts at this board as I can. And one of these dudes is going to turn into the best weapon, you know, for Justin Herbert and complete this offense and make them a total juggernaut. Now, I – I think you're right on there. Giovanni Navarra asked a similar question about, well, hey, what are the Chargers going to do now with their punt return unit? And, you know, their yeah. just return game in general. And I think you bring up a great point where it's like it does feel like it's two because it's not just adding, you know, wide receiver four and yeah. that speed threat. Hopefully, something that complements Mike Williams and Keenan Allen's game, but it's also finding someone to return. And I think if I was picking, that person is not on the roster, and the most likely place it's going to come is from the draft. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see. You know returners are definitely one of the later things we'll be getting into but something that's definitely on our radar and something the chargers should definitely pick up in the draft i think the big question here is how many wide receivers are they going to carry like on game days because yeah. last year it was five and they needed that last guy to you know be a special teams player which is why you know tyron johnson once upon a time didn't make the team because he wasn't contributing on special teams and when they did have five last year you know When it was Jalen Guyton, DeAndre Carter, Josh palmer now Mike Williams, that's not a bad group of five right there. You have guys that are filling specific needs for you. Mm -hmm. But we all saw how that depth dissipated quickly. So I think they should carry six wide receivers. Well, now that there's no
1: three quarterbacks, hopefully we'll get that spot reserved for a wide receiver, huh?
0: uh, They'll 100% take a quarterback in this draft class, right? And they'll carry three of them. Of course they will. Anyway, so I think as far as receivers go, I think it's super beneficial to have – three, you know, more guys than you have yeah. right now and carry six of them. Yeah. If I had to guess, I'd say two in the draft and one potential Jalen Guyton signing. So with Jalen Guyton... That's where I'm at, too. Yeah, yeah. For a total of six, hopefully, right? Hopefully, yeah. it's like a, a day one or two pick on an explosive wide yes. receiver. Yes. Uh, you know, sixth or seventh round pick on a returner. Hopefully, there something around yep. that. Or you really heavily target it in undrafted free agency, which is potentially a chance, to, And then maybe yes. you take a more guy, you know, a more... Wide receiver, ready receiver, with your double dipping, you know, at that position potentially, but Jalen Guyton's six months out from his ACL injury, week three of the season against the Jaguars. I just think he's probably not healthy enough yet, which is why you haven't really seen him get you you haven't seen him get signed by anyone. But I still think Jalen Guyton, if he comes back and has a full recovery, could have a role as maybe wide receiver five, you know, or something like that, a backup kind of speed option, someone to give you that depth because they currently don't have it. But he also doesn't bring a lot of special teams. So I just don't know if they'll do it. Let's go to Jermaine Williams, who's asking, does pick 21 in the first round have to be an offensive player? Because I'm thinking so. David, I think this is a sentiment that's out there. What do you think?
1: I mean, I don't think it has to be an offensive player. I would prefer it to be an offensive player because I feel like the concentration needs to be on adding as many weapons for your superstar quarterback as humanly possible. Right. But I could be persuaded if there's isn't a stud edge rusher available there. I could be. I could be talking Swade, to that sure. potentially. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe. And hey, I personally wouldn't hate a, a Brian Branch. Uh, type type of situation there just because I feel like if you created a defender in the lab to specifically put into the Chargers defense, he seems like the perfect person, a guy that's a really good run defender, a really versatile player. I just, I can see the application so clearly in my mind. I could, I could be persuaded for that too. But in my heart, I would much rather prefer an offensive weapon.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of thought this. I've heard Matt Money Smith talk about this, too, where it's just like, hey, the defense probably isn't going to be all the way fixed. And if, even if you were to fix it up to the best possible, you know, scenario, yeah, there's still dudes who are going to put up 30 on you because they're just yeah. that good in the NFL. Yeah. You still have to go up against Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes that can hang 30 on any defense, it feels yep. like, right? So, like, I understand the concept of, like, hey, we're closer to being an unstoppable offense than we are winning a Super Bowl with our yes. defense. And I totally agree with that, you know, to a certain extent. Yeah. But you can't pigeonhole yourself totally, right. right? Like, if one of these dudes drops you, like Jalen Carter, right? You know, right. maybe the the scandal catches up to him and he ends up, you know, falling way down. Like, there has to be a concession. Like, I love Nolan Smith and I'd be willing to take him because I know how important edge rushers are. And I know, yeah. you know, how the shelf life is looking for guys like Will Mack and Joey Bosa with the cap hits they're going to carry in 2024. Yep. Deteriorating right? quickly. Sure. And, like, I get it. And I, I think you have you know, I, I wouldn't be upset. And there's a chance, you know, they could even take a corner. And we'll talk about some of the corners in the first round. It's just it's brand staley, so you yeah. never really know. In the cornerback situation, especially with Michael Davis going into his last season, is a little murky with the JC yeah, Jackson. JC Jackson, all. yeah. Right? So I love Brian Branch. I love Nolan Smith. There's guys that I love there. If they just take and reach for some guy on defense instead of taking really, really good offensive players, it'll upset me. So I I like offense, but I also, you know, we don't know how the draft's going to fall yet. In perfect world, I think you get somebody to help Justin Herbert and really kind of round out this offense not only for Justin Herbert, but for Kellen Moore as well. Yes, Colby Tauber has an idea of getting Kellen Moore some more weapons, and it's stealing players in a time machine back from the 2006 roster, which is, I think, <laughs> where he was going with this when He asked, who yeah. would be more valuable to the team as presently con- constructed? All in their prime, LaDainian Tomlinson, Sean Merriman, Antonio Gates, Vincent Jackson, Quentin Jammer, Eric Weddle, Jamal Williams, or other. I'm not going to go with Jamal Williams. I left that to Sean Merriman. Where are you going with this one, David? I mean, uh... God, this was a little difficult uh, just
1: because I absolutely love Antonio Gates and he is one of my favorite players of all time. Right. But the answer here is LT. I mean, come on. LT is unbelievable. He was dominant at everything. Amazing vision, stop and start ability and agility was next level. His pass protection was fantastic. He had strength to break tackles. He had a nasty stiff arm, home run, speed threat route-running ability of a wide receiver, I mean, a touchdown machine, I mean, there's just no question. LT was phenomenal. You put him Mm -hmm. in that rushing attack with Justin Herbert and that arm, I mean, good freaking luck.
0: I think that's the right answer because he's a Hall of Fame player. Him and Antonio Gates are both Hall of Fame players, right? So, like, you can't go wrong. I think I could play devil's advocate and make a good case for Antonio Gates just because, like, you know, I think the gap... (sighs) Well, I don't know. I'm not going to say that. I mean, it's a huge gap <laughs> between Austin Eckler and LT as much as the gap between Gerald Everett and Antonio Gates. Yeah. But it's a passing weekend. If you're talking about just straight positional value, which position is more valued in the NFL, tight end is probably over running back. Neither one of them is huge. Wide receiver is probably the best one, right? Could you yeah. make a case for Vincent Jackson and his 4, 4 6, 40 time coming into the fold, right? And getting that deep threat and speed threat in your offense. Who knows? I think LT yeah. is ultimately the answer you have to go with. I think defensively, the guy that gets left out a lot, like what about a prime Antonio Cromartie? Oh, him, yes. Getting 10 interceptions in a season. Yeah, seriously. Like, I, I, that dude, I think that always length, gets left that out speed, of That speed,
1: the ball skills, just unbelievable.
0: Prime Antonio Cromartie, it might not have lasted super long, but, but it was, was a lot insane. of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, man! I mean, when that dude was peaking, like you know, three interception game against Peyton Manning, that was a lot uh, and, of fun to and watch. The, uh, the, just the you know the, the crow, way yeah, is,
1: yeah, behind his head, just un- unbelievable. Inter- I mean, that guy
0: was still crazy good. Made, you know what? Top three interception of all time, just as yeah. far as like difficulty level. He had Seriously, the Odell yes. Beckham catch right uh, as a defender, it was that. Yeah. like before Odell Beckham was even at LSU, right? Yes. So like. That was an insane catch. I had it on my MySpace wall as part of my background. Was that catch? The you know it was just my it was a, an iconic moment. The the and also you'd help your kick return game. That's for oh, sure. Oh yeah, I saw definitely. The dude take hundred and nine yards. Hundred and nine yards back to, to the house,
1: house, man.
0: So I mean, there's a ton of gun options. That was a super super talented team. LT's oh, probably yes. the right answer though. But yeah. that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this week. David Drogemeyer putting in the work to bring on some really, really good guests. And we're going to continue to try to get some guests on the show next week as well. But Monday show is going to be reserved for Mock Draft Monday. where We're getting into our first four-round mock of the season. Two separate four-round mocks. I'll do one. David Drogmeier will do one and we'll make our case for some new prospects on Monday. So to make sure you guys don't miss it, make sure you are following or subscribing for free to YouTube and listening wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find the show every day on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeier on Twitter at DroTalkSD. Talk SD. You can also find the show's p- Twitter at LAC. And thank you to everyone who wrote their questions in on Twitter and called into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. You can also hit us up on Instagram at Lockdown Chargers. We do have a TikTok out there that my wife is running, Locked on Chargers, and our Locked on Chargers Facebook page. You can also see our YouTube shorts on YouTube as well, something we're playing around with too. So lots of ways to find the show, trying to get as much content out there. It's the only daily Chargers podcast, but we appreciate you guys making this your first listen. If you need a second listen, give a chance to the Locked on NFL Scouting Show with the draft dudes from free agency to the draft to salary cap management and more. Experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise, and you can find it on YouTube and wherever you guys get your podcasts. But make sure you're back here for the first four-round mock draft of the offseason, but until then, take it easy and go Bolts!